The only way you can lose is if you keep overthinking and you keep having the same bullshit conversation with yourself every single year. I want to build a course. Well, let me choose the best thing. Huh, okay, I'm not sure. Too many options. And then year after year, the same conversation. Stop that pattern. Stop it now. Commit to something. And whatever it is, just get started. Plug into the minds of the world's cutting-edge innovators, visionaries, and thought leaders who are rewriting the rules of sales and success. It's your time to make an impact. I am your host, Jason Mark Campbell, and this is the Selling with Love podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Selling with Love podcast. This is your host, Jason Mark Campbell. I have a major treat for you today as I have a man who has over 70,000 testimonials through the courses and programs that he has created on a platform you might have heard of called Udemy, where he has been a top-rated speaker, entrepreneur, and trainer. Over 360,000 students have taken his courses in the process. We're going to be discussing the concepts of building online courses. Are they things that people still use today? What kind of benefits do you get from putting together an online course? And regardless if you have one already, have thought about doing one, or never considered it before, there are going to be some amazing insights that you're going to be able to pull from my guest, Jimmy Narain, today. If you're not familiar with Jimmy, the man has delivered corporate trainings to Fortune 500 companies, including Chairmores and Westpac, has been featured in publications like Forbes, Entrepreneur, Business Insider, and most recently has been featured as a Mind Valley author, where he has co created an educational program with the one and only Vishen Lakiani. He is trying to really help people develop themselves personally and make it accessible to people around the world. He is a world traveler, has visited over 78 countries, and if you're not seeing him on the stage or teaching on a course, you're probably going to see him on a track doing Spartan races with me, possibly, or doing some Muay Thai training. But regardless, he's a dear friend, an incredible individual, and our guest for today's episode on Selling with Love, Jimmy. Welcome to the show. Wow, Jason, what an introduction, man. This is like a proper confidence booster. If you ever need to boost your self-esteem or confidence, just jump on a podcast with Jason. No, seriously, beautiful introduction. And I just want to say congrats on over 1 million downloads. I remember very vividly when you started this podcast and very few people persevere and you clearly kept doing it and kept bringing amazing guests. So just massive congratulations. Appreciate that, brother. To be honest, I haven't looked at the stats recently, but we might be closer to 2 million these days. And so we've been doing well. We've been bringing amazing people like you. And you know, we're on the Selling with Love podcast. And one thing I might have shared this before, but it's worth repeating since you highlighted it, is having a guest introduced is a sales process in itself. Like we know that, you know, we have different things, as you even mentioned, that are competing for our attention. And as such, I want to make sure that people truly understand the value, truly understand the guest, and that you are so excited as a guest to come share. Which brings me to one of the first questions. Like, when was it that you decided to create your first online course and why? Okay, so let's go back 10 years ago. Okay, so previously I worked for companies like Allianz and Goldman Sachs. Very quickly, I realized that corporate path wasn't for me. It just wasn't for me. I felt stuck in there. I learned a lot. I'm grateful for the experience, but I knew very early on that I wanted to do something by myself. So I joined a startup company afterwards. I figured, wow, startup world, maybe that's going to be a bit like being an entrepreneur. But again, even though it was a startup, I was working for someone else. Without going into like little details, at some point, I just got fed up and I realized 
I can't do this anymore. I have to quit. Now, when I decided to quit, the CEO told me, hey man, we have a massive future here. Why do you quit? You should stay. We're going to make big things together. But I told him, listen, I appreciate you, but I have this feeling inside that I have to do something by myself. And honestly, I didn't know what I wanted to do. What I knew was that I wanted to become an entrepreneur. I wanted to have the mobility, have the freedom to travel the world, but at the same time, provide value to people. I don't want to work for some company that doesn't give me a sense of mission and a sense of fulfillment and a sense of contribution. I wanted to create something that would allow me to help people and then help myself at the same time. And at some point, you know, I got this email from one of my dear friends and the email said, literally in the title, it said something the lines of, you know, the gold mine or something like that. I don't remember exactly how he titled it, but I was curious. So I looked in and he was talking about this platform called Udemy, where you can publish online courses. So I got intrigued. I always wanted to create content. In fact, I had a YouTube channel back then already with my tiny little camera. I was recording videos, but I never knew how I could monetize all of that knowledge. So once I found out about Udemy, I decided to give it a shot. You know, if you're not sure about something, the best way is to get started. And I basically wiped out the previous chapters of my life within one week. I quit that job within that same week. I quit my freer relationship, which wasn't easy. And I moved out of Budapest. I lived in Budapest. That's where I worked in that company. I moved out, went back to my parents in Poland because I didn't have too much money. So I decided, you know what? I don't have anything. I have a little bit of savings. I literally have a blank sheet of paper in front of me. There's this thing called Udemy. Let me try. Let me figure it out. So what is the next step? Well, how will I film those videos? I figured in order to get started on a platform like this, I need something more professional. I didn't just want to you know, walk around with my camcorder for like 100 bucks. I wanted to do something better than that. So I found this video crew. And when I saw their rates, I realized, oh, wow, I can't really afford like multi-day filming sessions. And I'm sure a lot of people can resonate. So I booked two hours. And initially, it was a bit nerve-wracking being in front of the big cameras in a, in a proper studio. But something incredible happened, right? After I managed to finally summon the courage and get in my flow and start talking, at some point, they stopped me and they said, hey, listen, why don't we give you your money back? And why don't we figure out how we can work together as partners? Because we believe in what you're talking about. I was talking about confidence, overcoming anxiety, my challenges with, you know, having all types of you know, panic attacks and low self-esteem and very negative self-image. And they listened and they resonated. And that's when my life changed forever. That's the long story short, and I'm not going to continue. So you have an opportunity to also dig into whichever areas you feel like, Jason. Well, that's really interesting. And there is some points that I want to dig into. One of them is that we often have reasons why we don't get started. And there's a lot of times that we think things are outside of our reach. I find it very interesting that you went and took the action by booking two hours. And that's where you decided to put a risk, put yourself out there. And when you started you know, sharing your message, this film crew decided to say they wanted to be partners with you. What do you think made them want to actually partner with you when they get to film so many different people, there must have been something that was part of your message or the way that you had presence because so many people would wish a film team would be so excited to work with them. And I get so many people that are like, oh my God, I just want to be published. I wish people could just understand my message, but they don't get this kind of opportunity. Like what was it that you did that you think got their attention and made them say, I think I want to invest in this individual? Brother, that's a great question. So nobody has ever asked me about this. <laughs> okay, so this is your second question and you're already bringing me something I never heard before. It's quite fascinating. 
now thinking about it, I really feel that they saw this authentic energy of me trying to help people. You know, I used to suffer from social anxiety, as I mentioned, confidence issues. I grew up in Poland, didn't have too much money. Basically grew up in the hood in Poland, right? I spoke only one language, Polish. I had to teach myself English. I had to bootstrap my way to a British university. So I went through a lot of challenges in my life. And I overcame a lot of those challenges. I'm still work in progress now. I still struggle with some of those things from time to time, right? You never finished. But at that stage, I already overcame some massive demons. And because I knew how debilitating it feels to have anxiety, to have lack of confidence, to have very negative self-esteem, right? I knew how painful it was. I felt compassion. I wanted to help people. And of course, you know, it wasn't just about being a good Samaritarian. It wasn't just about that. I, of course, wanted to build a lifestyle for myself. I kind of had this, this feeling that if I do it properly, if I provide value, the value will come back to me. But I truly wanted to help people. When I was filming, I wasn't thinking about all the money, about traveling, about getting some type of maybe recognition or fame. I was just focusing on that person behind that lens. That was the sole purpose. So when I was talking to them, I was trying to bring in the emotions that I felt before when I struggled with those things. And I feel like this is actually a good lesson. It's great you asked me this question because this is a great lesson for any aspiring course creator or book creator or podcast creator, right? Anybody who wants to build some type of content, I feel like way too often we focus on what we want to get out of it, not realizing that in order to get a lot out of it, we have to fully focus on providing value. Now, this may sound like a cliche, but people say this for a reason. Right? People say this for a reason. They say it for a reason because it's something that most people actually don't do. And I think when you show up with that kind of energy, we can feel it. You know, in my concepts, I speak about like every sales interaction has an emotion. And when you're vibing from an energy of love is basically what I advocate for. There's this like abundance that gets formed. And I think in your case, when you showed up with the heart first, they could feel it and they wanted to be a part of that movement. I'd be curious to know just, you know, when you went in to do this filming and you're sharing about what's important to you, what kind of work had you done before to know that this was something that was so important to you that you were going to go and create content around it? Mm -hmm. So beforehand, I mean, I could approach this question from different angles, right? The reason I felt it was important was because I started doing this on a micro scale. So my YouTube channel, I started doing that. Back at university, I would be helping a lot of people, right? A lot of people would come up to me naturally to ask me for advice on different topics. And it wasn't because I knew everything, because certainly I didn't, right? When you're 20-something years old, you don't know that much. But I always had this sixth sense, right? And the ability to ask questions and dig in and help people to oftentimes arrive at solutions by themselves. So, for instance, somebody would come up to me and say, hey, listen, man, I have this relationship issue. I'm not sure how to handle it. And then I would ask questions and dig in. And after one hour, they would say, hey, wow, this is so helpful. I know exactly what to do. Or they would have a job interview and they would come up to me and say, hey, man, I'm so stressed out. I don't know how to approach it. It's a big company. And I would ask them, how do you feel? Why do you think you feel this way? And I would just keep digging in, right? I basically was doing coaching. I just didn't know back then it was coaching, but I was doing it. And I realized that I was helping people. So Instead of doing it one-on-one, -on -one, I wanted to scale. I wanted to do it at a bigger level. I wanted to, rather than just 
trading my time and, and just working one-on-one, -on -one, I figured, why not create something that can impact a lot of people all at once? And that's when I started that YouTube channel. But honestly, I had no idea how to make money on YouTube. I knew it wasn't sustainable. I knew that I wouldn't be able to pack my backpack and start traveling all over the world while just doing YouTube. It just wasn't sustainable unless you blow up, right? Unless you go viral. But it doesn't happen to a lot of people. I don't want to count on that. But I always felt, I always felt there was something in that I wanted to share, right? I always was very passionate about learning and teaching. Whenever I learned something new, there's this natural tendency. And I know a lot of people watching this, listening to this can resonate. There's this feeling of, how can I just keep it for myself? Like, this is amazing. I have to share this with someone else. Jason, I know you are just like this, right? The Spartan race thing, right? I mean, once you did it yourself... You got the entire team to start doing Spartan races. Why? Because you know how life-changing it is. So you want to share it. You don't just want to enjoy it by yourself. You want to create a ripple effect. And that's what I felt. I just didn't have the vehicle. So when I got Udemy on my radar, I figured, what is the worst thing that can happen? I mean, really, what is the worst thing that can happen? And I realized also very early on, and this is something I keep relearning because this is something that you always have to keep reminding yourself of that, you will never feel 100% ready to do something, but it doesn't mean that you are not 100% ready. Being ready and feeling ready are two different things. So when you look at the traffic light, it's usually red or yellow. Very rarely in life, it looks green. And in fact, when it looks green, it probably means that you're not really playing big, right? It probably means that your goals could have been way bigger. So I feel like it's about recognizing that you won't feel 100% ready. And sometimes you just have to trust that you may not feel ready, but you already have what it takes. You have what it takes. But in order to figure that out, you have to jump off that cliff, right? And they're like birds, right? They push their little ones and they have no choice. You have to fly, otherwise you're going to die. Now imagine if the mom bird was just sitting there and it's like, okay, listen, buddy, you know, like whenever you feel ready, jump off that cliff. Not going to happen. We need a bit of that push, the gentle push, as we talked before. I love what you're sharing because although we're focused on online courses, again, this applies to everything around putting ourselves out there, which seems to be one of the biggest resistance that a lot of us might have. And I wanted to kind of speak to the online course a little more. So you've chosen that as a vehicle. You've alluded a bit to as to its power. Like one of them is you get to reach so many more people. There are platforms that already have user bases like Udemy and there's other platforms that you can host it fully. So it's almost like your entire publishing business in a kind of online course. Uh, you get to have various mediums to do it where mostly video I think is going to be a major medium there. You get to teach scale, serve so many in the process. Is there anything else that you find is so particular about online courses that should get people's attention if they haven't considered using that as a vehicle to promote themselves, generate some income and make an impact? Mm -hmm. So there are a couple of things to consider, right? I mean, in terms of the benefits, let's start with benefits, right? You mentioned a couple of them. I feel like one mindset shift that we have to make is that when you build a course or when you write a book or build a podcast, again, the same things apply. You are basically cloning yourself. And it's as if, you know, people say you can't buy time. Yes, you can. You can buy time. Because if you, let's say, Jason, you said you have almost 2 million downloads on this podcast. It's as if there are 2 million Jasons. How crazy is that? I mean, a lot of people don't think this way. But while you are sleeping, someone is listening to you, asking the questions, interacting with the guests. You didn't have to be there 
to do it over and over again. You did it once, so you cloned yourself. People don't consider that. So once you put the work in, once you create a high-quality product, it will just keep working for you. Now, obviously, it's not that simple. You want to keep adding some fertilizer in there, right? You don't just want to leave it like this. But yes, it will be out there. I feel like a lot of people don't consider this. Also, branding-wise, it is tremendous. It is tremendous. But one thing I want to also mention, and this is so important, I feel like this will resonate with a lot of people who haven't built a course yet. A lot of us get stuck in the paradox of choice. Like one of the most common questions I get is, okay, I want to get started. But I'm trying to figure out the best way. I'm trying to figure out the best platform. Should I use Udemy? Should I use Teachable? Think of it. Kajabi. Maybe I should use Skillshare. Maybe I should do my own website, right? People are so confused because there are so many options. And the paradox of choice nowadays is killing us, right? So I feel like the worst thing you can do is to overthink. You really don't want to overthink. You want to give yourself a deadline and you want to make a decision, right? You want to make a decision. So the question is, how do you make a decision? Let's talk a little bit about that, right? There are two course platform types, okay? You have course platforms that are marketplace platforms, like, like for example, Udemy and Skillshare. And those platforms, again, they have a marketplace. They have a student base. So when you build a course and you publish there, automatically your course will be available to all of those students. They promote your course. They make it easy for you to host. They make the invoicing easy. You got a payment once a month. You don't need to worry about much, right? However, there are some shortcomings, you can't retain email addresses. You can't send emails to your students, but only via the platform. But you can't retain those emails and just send 10 emails in a month about unrelated offers. You just can't do it. Also, you don't really have full control over the pricing and promotions, right? You set your price, but they will be discounting your courses however they wish. So again, there's pros and cons. Now, on the other hand, you have those platforms that don't have a marketplace. They don't have a student base, but they give you a ton of control. For instance, Kajabi, Thinkific, Teachable, plenty of new platforms coming up every day. These are the major platforms, okay? So I'm going to make it super simple. I'm going to literally simplify everything now. So again, those platforms, they don't have a marketplace, but you create a completely customized landing page. You can create different models. You can create standalone courses, but you can create memberships. You can create hybrid courses, right? You can put your own price tag on it. It could be 50 bucks or could be 550 bucks. You could do payment plans. Basically, you have all the control in the world, but again, if you don't have an audience or you don't know how to build an audience or you don't want to deal with building an audience, it gets tricky because you can have the best product in the world, but how well you get people to watch it. If you're trying to stay focused on getting work done and eating throughout the day is something you think about, have to decide, and you're not sure what to do, and you just wish an option was available where the right meal with all of the specifications you want be available to you, easy to make, under two minutes, well, luckily for you, Factor is available where you have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie. And you can enjoy over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons to help you make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. So what are you waiting for? You can get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking up for something fast that's upscale option done very easily. It's flexible on your schedule where you can get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. No prep necessary. They're 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup necessary. 
Head to factormeals.com slash sellingwithlove50 and use code sellingwithlove50 to get 50% off. That's code sellingwithlove50 at factormeals.com slash sellingwithlove50 and you'll get 50% off. Not bad. So now that you know this, and of course there are other types of platforms like Mindvalley and masterclass.com. These are the elite platforms. I wouldn't focus on those for now. But how do you make a decision? Well, knowing what you know now, the way I like to explain it to people is like, if you ask me, Jimmy, what is the best car? I can't really tell you unless I know what is your lifestyle, right? What do you need the car for? When I do conferences, oftentimes I ask people the question. I show two pictures, and this is so interesting. I show people a picture of a camper van, and then I show them a picture of a Bugatti. And I say, which one would you choose? If I told you, I can give you one of those cars free of charge for five years. You cannot sell it. You can only use it. Which one would you pick? Now, when I do presentations for, you know, typical business audiences, most people want a Bugatti. I mean, Bugatti is a two plus million dollar car. There are like $5 million Bugattis. It's crazy, right? Why would you pick a camper van? However, when I go to Nomad conferences, right? Like the Nomad Cruise or DNX or, or Nomad Base or, you know, the bunch of the Nomad Escape at Nomad conferences, when I ask people the same question, 80% of people raise their hand when I ask them if they would want to have a camper van. They would choose a $50,000, $100,000 camper van over a Bugatti. Why? Well, because they don't care about the value of the car. You know, they, they don't care about the nominal value. They don't care about the bragging rights. What they care about is that they are nomads. They have their lifestyle and they want to keep traveling. They can't drive Bugatti in Thailand, right? So, or so in the mountains. So again, different audiences and different perception. So as you decide which platform to choose, you just have to ask yourself a question. Are you willing to do your own marketing? Are you willing to really dive in 100% deep, right? Build your content, customize everything, create a system of funnels, right? Run promotions. Are you willing to do all of that? Because it takes work. And a lot of people out there, unfortunately, there are a lot of marketers out there who try to make it like as if it's easier than it actually is, right? It is doable, but unfortunately, there's a lot of garbage going on out there to get quick clicks. You know, people promising that, hey, it just takes a week. You know, in one week, you're going to make your first 20,000. It doesn't work like that. Does it work for some people? Sure. But th there are too many promises out there in the online space, but it takes a lot of work. So then again, ask yourself a question. Are you one of those people? Maybe you already have an existing audience and you can sell directly to them. If that is the case, great. Go for one of those platforms that don't have a marketplace, but give you a lot of control because now you have people to sell to. But if you don't have that and you just want to get your feet wet, you know you have something in you, you want to share it with the world and you want to do it fast and you want to get access to some type of audience, you want to get feedback early on, well, then go with Udemy. Then I would say just go with Udemy and treat it a bit like YouTube. Don't just publish one course, one hour course, and then just leave it there and assume everything is going to be fine. Treat it the way you would treat a podcast or a YouTube channel. Keep publishing. Publish one course. Could be a one-hour course, 90-minute course. Publish another course. Then publish another course. Ask your audience, how do you like it? What is missing? What else do you want? And then based on that, publish some more. And when you maintain that consistency, eventually you will get the results. And by the way, if you decide you want, and I'm wrapping this up now, I could talk about it for hours, but I'm aware of the time. But this is important. At some point, you may decide, okay, I want to go with Kajabi or I want to sell a $500 course, but you know what? 
thanks to all of this experience on Udemy or Skillshare, if you decide, maybe Skillshare, at least now you got your feet wet, you have the experience, you got the feedback from your audience, you have an audience now, you know how it works, you are more comfortable in front of a camera, you are more charismatic, more captivating, you have a better system for creating content. Well, now, my friend, you are ready to go out there, right? So you can't really lose. The only way you can lose is if you keep overthinking and you keep having the same bullshit conversation with yourself every single year. I want to build a course. Well, let me choose the best thing. Huh, okay, I'm not sure, too many options. And then year after year, the same conversation. Stop that pattern. Stop it now. Commit to something. And whatever it is, just get started. Jimmy, this was so valuable because I think that's, again, the biggest problem is even in the decision of do I do a course, do I do a coaching program, do I do this, this, that? I think just putting together your ideas into a course is already a great exercise to put in front of you and to be able to see what is the structure of the delivery of transformation that I want to create. You get to put it out there in a course and now you've at least removed from the equation a lot of the confusion that would come from things that ultimately aren't the most important. Like I've seen even some people, I think they did some courses just to test if their content had value, was just telling people like, hey, give me some money and I'm going to send it to you a video at a day on a chat bot on Facebook. Like I've seen people do the most basic stuff. But what you're saying here is this. You got a place like Udemy, no upfront cost. You can just get it done and you can test it out. And there's some users that might discover it. You're going to get some feedback. And at least now it's like, go. Of course... There's another side to the story. By the way, Jason, let me just add something to what you said, because we have a mutual friend, Jason Goldberg, and he actually did this. So this is a good case study here, right? So Jason, he's a great guy, you know, former rapper, you know, did stuff with Wu-Tang Clan. He's a, a great host, a coach, great guy, right? Check him out, Jason Goldberg. So before building a course, he actually decided to run a bunch of live videos. I don't remember if he did Facebook or Instagram lives, but he literally, he would do live videos every single day. And he would just talk to his audience and he would theme those videos differently each day. And then he would see what resonates and what doesn't, what people want and what they don't want. And he actually said that sometimes he would assume that something's going to go really well, but it wouldn't. But then he would talk about a different topic where he would assume, ah, you know, it's going to be kind of meh. No, no, nobody's going to tune in and everyone would tune in. And that got him realize, ah, maybe this is the direction I should go into. And based on that, then he built his course. So this is an example of, of what you mentioned as well, right? I mean, there are different ways to do it, but it's about just getting out there and getting started. You know, there's an expression that's quite funny and I feel sometimes is actually needed, especially at the beginning stages when this paralysis by analysis exists, which is, you know, if you want to get something done, you have to go ready, fire, aim. And, you know, if it's going to be a life or death situation, maybe not. And of course, we're using vulgar language because we're talking about weapons. But rather, what it's saying is that sometimes the process of just taking action, even though you haven't taken too much preparation, allows you to at least have a, a momentum, a feedback loop. And what Jason Goldberg did, I think is fascinating. I've had this experience where I went and teach and I was like, I'm going to teach my most advanced stuff. And then people just disconnected. And then I would go and really help with some mindset and basic principles and people could just resonated so much, but that could only be shared to me if I decided to take that action and put it out there. Jimmy, one of the things I wanted to make sure we address for people that are going to be putting some this is video content. Now, obviously you had the YouTube get you a bit more comfortable on camera. And this is a question you've been asked before, and I'm going to ask it as well. 
what are some of the best things that we could do if I'm having struggles even getting comfortable in front of a camera? Like fear of public speaking is one thing. Fear of speaking to a camera is another. If I'm trying to make sure that that fear is out of the way so I can get my course recorded, what are some of the best practices you would suggest? Wow. How much time do you have? Do you have two hours? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'll pick some of the most powerful things that... Oh, let me tell you this. Okay, there are different things I could talk about right now. Let me share something that most people don't know about that you could do, okay? And this is something I shared in my Mind Valley quest, and I got the feedback from a lot of people that this is something that literally revolutionized everything for them. So before you even decide to film a course, I want you to do your pajama draft, okay? So what is your pajama draft? Well, think about it this way, right? Say you book a studio, or say you do value exchange with somebody. Maybe you help them with something, and they help you with filming. So nobody has to pay anybody, right? However you want to do it. If you just show up at that filming session, the chances are, yes, you will be stressed. You've never done it before. You have all this negative internal dialogue, like what if it's going to fail? What if I'm going to make a fool of myself? You're not used to doing this. And guess what? Whenever you doubt yourself, whenever you have this internal dialogue, you don't allow your automatic responses to fire. Like you already know your content. You are teaching it. Right, But now when the camera's in front of you, suddenly you get paralyzed. It's kind of like, imagine you're trying to do a basic activity like tying up your shoes and trying to really think it through. It gets confusing in a weird way, right? Sometimes you just have to let yourself go with the flow. So how do you prevent that? Well, again, you do the pajama draft. What does it mean? Before that major filming session, you schedule a mock filming session with yourself. You set up your phone in front of you. You put up some type of a lamp. You can get ring lamps nowadays for 30, 40 bucks, right? It's all affordable. You set up a mic, again, very cheap. And you take your curriculum and you start filming your entire course from the beginning till the end while wearing a pajama. You can also wear some shorts. You can also wear some weird, funky, kinky stuff. Whatever it is that you want to do. The bottom line is you want to wear something that wouldn't allow you to publish those videos. It has to be so ridiculous that even if the videos go really well, you know that you cannot do anything with them, right? And, and here's the reason why. Well, if you just do a regular draft, a practice round, deep inside you know if it goes well, you could technically publish it. So whether you want it or not, it's gonna still create some pressure. But when you do the pajama draft, you know you can't possibly use the videos. It eliminates all the pressure. You know, viscerally, you know this is just for fun. I cannot do anything with those videos. So guess what? <sighs> All right, let's do it. All right, bam, bam, bam. Let's go for it. You feel more relaxed. There's none of this. Hi, um, video number one. Um, hi, um, my name is Jessica. Um, today, I, I, I will talk to you. Ah, shit, I don't like it. Yeah, I'm stressed out. You eliminate that because the pressure is gone. Say, so, hey, what's up? It's Jessica. Let's talk about branding. Bam, right? You're more relaxed, you're more loose. And then what happens is you film that entire draft from the beginning till the end. If you make a mistake, that's fine. Look at your piece of paper, look at your bullet points, just keep going, film everything. And at the end, once you finish, you may think now, okay, now he's gonna tell me to watch those videos. No, don't watch those videos. Delete them and celebrate that you've done your course. Why is that? Well, if you watch those videos, you see yourself in a pajama or some banana costume, whatever it is, ridiculous thing you decide to put on, that may send a subconscious signal to your brain that, hey, I'm not good enough, I look ridiculous on a camera. You don't wanna watch those videos. But what's gonna happen is, once you delete those videos, you know that you filmed the entire course. You know 
that you went through all of your content from the beginning till the end. You've done it, right? There's nothing holding you back. You made it happen. And if you made it happen once, you certainly can make it happen again. So then when you show up for the actual filming session, what's going to happen is you already went for everything. So now it's the muscle memory kind of, right? Like, you know very well, once you give one talk, the second talk, it's so much easier. That's exactly how it's going to work. You will feel so much more comfortable. Your presentation will be way smoother. Your delivery will be way more compelling. It's actually quite incredible how well this works. And also, one more thing is going to be super short. As you are doing all of this and as you are filming, remember that camera can be your friend or your enemy. It is up to you. Now, if I get on a stage in front of 5,000 people in real time, if I make a mistake, that's it. I made a mistake. Everyone saw it. It's already filmed. Everyone saw it. Jason, you present a lot as well. You spoke on some massive stages. You know exactly what I'm talking about. The pressure is real, right? You fall on a stage, mic stops working, you stumble on your words. You can't just go back. You can't edit it out. But when you get in front of a camera, remember, you are in charge. A lot of us forget that camera is our friend. It is not your enemy. If you make a video and you didn't like the intro, cut it out, right? If you feel like something is not necessary, cut it out. If you don't like the entire video, just do it again. It is really not a big deal. And once you actively remind yourself that you have the full control, even if someone films you, you are in control. You are the boss. You can tell that video crew or that person who's helping you, I don't like this, that video, let's do it again. It is up to you once you realize that, wow. Suddenly you start playing with the camera and that's where the magic happens. I had never heard of this pajama take. It's so fascinating, it's <laughs> so good. And I'm so glad you were able to share this with everyone here because it reminds me a bit of that, you know, the concept of actually having emotional release from writing letters and then burning the letter, right? I feel like there's a bit of that inspiration there, but to do it with the video, I'm so glad you tell people not to watch it because it's like, it's the emotional release from the anxiety of the camera. And I'm hoping for anybody who's been held back by just this single fear that that exercise is gonna be a powerful action that you can take away from this content. Jimmy, as you said, there's so much things that we can cover. And what I want to suggest for people is ways that they can go deeper and learn more from you because there's so much you teach around confidence, sales, business building, traveling, entrepreneurship, and you have your quest on the Mind Valley platform now about course creation. And so I'm going to make sure that in the show notes for all of you who want to discover more about Jimmy, there's going to be a link to his course platforms, a lot of the content that he shares. Go and connect with him on the socials. It's always fun when you're a guest on a podcast. If you can just take a moment of your time Go and connect with Jimmy, whether it's on Instagram, LinkedIn, or any of the socials, and tell him what is one of the best takeaways you've gotten from this conversation. Jimmy, I'm going to share with you and everyone else that some of the biggest takeaways from me is just the power of understanding that when you go and put a course online, and of course, we're speaking online courses, but this can also be blogs, this can be books, or this is any creation that gets to be disseminating the knowledge and expertise that you have, you are effectively buying your time back. You are literally cloning yourself. And so you get to maximize your impact in a way that you never thought before that technology has enabled for us. So it'd be a shame for us not to use this platform. I love that Jimmy broke down that depending on where you're sitting, maybe you have an existing audience or you don't, there are places that there are existing marketplaces that you can go there, get started and have no reason to stay stuck. Udemy, Skillshare and other platforms are some of the recommendation. And if you have an existing audience and you want to be able to have that control, Kajabi, Teachable, and so many more other platforms exist, you can do your research. But the biggest thing I'd hope that you've gotten from this conversation up to this point is that there's no reason to stay still. You will not be 100% ready. 
that light is yellow, that is your go. And I think Jimmy is such an inspiration for making sure that when you're passionate about something, there are things you can do to help other. You're not supposed to be knowing everything. You're supposed to have taken a few steps and get to help everyone else go up that ladder as well. And using a vehicle like an online course is such a powerful way to be able to do this. I'm so excited that we are able to get people away from their shyness of the camera. That was such a powerful example. Jimmy, thank you so much for coming on the Selling With Love podcast and giving us this insight. I'm hoping for the people that are listening that have thought of, never considered, but were curious, now have a powerful action to take to go and connect with Jimmy and get that online course done. Wow. Wow. This is, you clearly are a pro at a podcasting thing, man. I mean, sir, this is amazing. The way you did this little summary at the end, that's awesome. And I'm glad that you resonated with all of the things that we discussed. And you said something very important. I just want to say the last thing, because this is something that a lot of people are held back by. This is one of the biggest stumbling blocks. Exactly what you mentioned. You don't have to be the best in the world. You already have something you can share with the world. Just start sharing it, right? People often think that you have to be famous. You have to already have a big audience. You have to be the best of the best. No, you have to be several steps ahead of your audience. In fact, if you are too far ahead of your audience, if you are, say, a billionaire and you want to teach daily budgeting, no one's going to take you seriously. You and budgeting with your private jet or your private yacht, what are you talking about? So sometimes it can be actually a liability to be too good, right? But what is the most important factor is being relatable. Being relatable, that's what it is. And guess what? You are unique. You are a unique individual with your set of experiences. And once you figure out who your audience is, once you relate to them, right, they will see a little bit of themselves in you. And that's why they will want to learn from you. People often say, well, everything that I want to teach has already been out there. It's, it's already been said. True, actually. It's true. Everything is already out there. Like, honestly, even what we discuss right now, like, if you dig deep enough, you can find this information. But people don't want information. They want transformation. That's what it is. And they want transformation from proven experts, from people that they can trust and resonate with. And this is why you're watching this podcast, because you trust and you resonate with Jason. There are plenty of podcasts out there, millions of them, but you chose this one. And I bet it has something to do with the way Jason delivers, the way he introduces people, the way he asks questions, the overall vibe, the summary, all of those different things play a role, but I bet that it's that relatability factor. So Take that into account, please, and don't allow anything hold you back. Go out there and make it happen. And Jason, thank you so much for having me, man. I appreciate you. It was an absolute pleasure. Jimmy, thank you for being such a, well, like you said, the same way that your film crew wanted to work with you, the fact that you're just here and genuinely wanting to make sure everyone is being supported on their journey speaks volumes as to why you are on your journey. And so excited to have you on the show. Everyone else tuning in, please go out there, do what you need to create, and of course, keep selling with love. I am your host, Jason Mark Campbell, and this is the Selling with Love podcast. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.